Dan Dickow is with us talking a little college hoop. Dan, how good of a job is the vacant Utah head coaching job? I think it's a really good job. Salt Lake City is an underrated city in my estimation. I, I really like that city. You know, obviously I've been there a number of times. I was disappointed they let Coach Kristoviak go because I think he has done a really good job. I do know he hasn't gotten that big run that maybe a lot of people or alumni or boosters and fans would want. But if you look at the landscape of the Pac-12, what teams have done that until this year? You know, so I was disappointed to see that happen, but that's the nature of college sports. I'm sure he'll find an opportunity somewhere good because he is a really good coach. Did you see the Craig Smith news? Yeah, staying. Don't give him too much credit for sticking around. He decided to stay after he didn't get the job. How do you know he didn't pass? Because come on. He obviously wanted the job, right? He interviewed for it. I think it might be a little more complicated than that. He looked upon the woman, as it says in the good book. Is this King David all of a sudden we're talking about? (laughs) Is Minnesota Bathsheba? All I think Austin and I said was, he didn't get the Minnesota job. And you went with, this is a married man with a Tinder account. Yeah, that's exactly what just happened. Howard Beck, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. I'll give you two choices. Talk jazz fans off the ledge or tell them to go ahead and jump. No, talk off the ledge. I looked at the last eight games just as a quick reference point. The good news is the Jazz's offensive rating is still top 10. Their defense is just taking a big dive. And defense being so much about your energy level and consistency and backing each other up, that's the kind of thing where if you are dragging a little bit, a little bit of defensive wane, can hurt you really quickly in this league. And as good as their offense has been, it's it's not enough to overcome. So a little bit of slippage on the defensive side is going to hurt them even more because they don't have a ton of offensive weapons. Chris Camrani from The Athletic. You've got some breaking news up on The Athletic right now. Yeah, Alex Jensen has removed his name from the running for the University of Utah head basketball coaching job. I think a lot of folks assumed Alex was going to have the first bite at the apple, but it just wasn't the right timing. Alex has interviewed for head coach coaching jobs in the NBA the last couple of years. He is a known commodity in the NBA. I think it's only a matter of time that an NBA team is going to hire Alex to lead their franchise. So while the pull to go back home, albeit five miles up the road, was strong, ultimately Alex Jensen decides to stay put. Have I ever told you about the time Donald Sterling invited me to go watch a game with him to talk about what I'd written about and to dinner and his front row seat? He liked to be seen with the stars. He speaks French in Russian. He once high-fived Gandhi after hitting a home run. He invented the taco salad with Juice Newton. He is Gordon Monson, the most interesting man in the world. Oh, that was incredible. Is that our guy, Ben? That was Ben. That's oh, our Rudovan guy. man. The taco well, salad was my favorite of my far. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Stay interesting, my friends. Is everybody ready? Everybody's Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Austin Horton on Sounds of the Week right there, brought to you by our friends at Davis Vision, giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses that's one thousand dollars a day off lasik one thousand dollars total off lasik a day that doesn't make any sense start your road to better vision at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080 that's 801-253-3080 davis vision jake hanging out with you live at the warehouse 1825 south 300 west prices so low it'll blow your mind hanging out with Clayton, Clayton, Vidal, the whole crew, come by and see us, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, Austin Horton producing today, back at our Carrier Zone studios at Vivid Arena, and safely social distancing from Costa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you on a Friday? Uh, I'm doing fine, man. How are you? Uh, good, good. I think most people do enjoy their Fridays, looking forward to the weekend, and uh, I'm glad that uh, that you are doing uh, that likewise. I suppose. I'm going to get a, a good dose of Memphis Grizzly this weekend, so <laughs> I'm certainly looking forward yeah. to that. Three uh, three games in four 
attempts uh, or four contests, I guess. Isn't it three? Against, yeah, against, three and six nights, I think. Something like that. I've never seen anything like it. It's crazy. Yep. But that's the season they're dealing with this year. Good news is, John Moran is fun to watch, as we talked about yesterday. So that, he is. Uh, that, uh, it should be fun. It should be a good weekend. Uh, back-to-back games against the Memphis Grizzlies tonight and tomorrow. So pretty awesome. And I guess the Grizzlies are coming off uh, a nice win over the Thunder. So, yeah, John Morant, he is, uh, he's a guy who is worth watching and worth paying to watch. I mean, really, that's what people love to see, right? I mean, remember in those lean years for the Jazz when they were sort of marketing the players on the other teams? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, and that still, that still goes on. I mean, that's that's the NBA, right? The traveling rock show. But yeah, uh, the the Jazz are a bit more marketable than they were when, you know, uh, the Ty Corbin years. Let's put it that way. Right. When the the rebuild was at its uh, uh, depths. But still, we talked about this the other day with the Nets being as depleted as they were. Whether fans would hear Jazz fans would prefer to see the Nets at full strength. Uh, they want the Jazz to win, and it's important for the Jazz to win. But they want to watch these great players. I mean, if you have an opportunity to watch Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Harden, I mean, I hesitate to say him because Jazz fans might not appreciate him quite the way they do the others. But anyway, it's uh, it's an opportunity to see some of the best athletes in the world do, uh, do what they do so well. And, uh, yeah, so you get to see that. I feel bad. I have uh, I have a buddy that went to great lengths to create a business event with his boss surrounding that game, and when I say great lengths, I mean great lengths. And uh, <laughs> and I said hi to them after the game. They came up and I showed them the studio or whatever. And uh, it, basically, the first thing out of my mouth was, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so sorry that uh, what appeared on paper to be a really terrific matchup turned into uh, that. <laughs> and that's the team, really, that a lot of people are predicting will make it to the NBA Finals. So if the Jazz were quite so fortunate to be able to win the West, that uh, uh, there's a good chance that if they were able to do that, that they would uh, end up facing that team. However... The not team that they team. face will be completely yeah. different. Yes, not that so, team. They may have the yeah. same uniforms, and a couple of them might actually play if that were to be the case. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a it's a totally different team. But I I did feel bad for my buddy who who really did put it together and thought, you know what, this is going to be going to be a, one of the biggest games of the year, first class all the way. And it's like they still had a good time, of course. But like, I have a question well, for you. Uh, have there ever been Grizzlies in Memphis? Uh, yes. I mean, was that is that an area where the grizzly bear is uh, is uh, native to? You know, there's there's grizzlies everywhere, Gordon. You can't go anywhere without bumping. <laughs> Not into in Utah these days. Uh, uh, I don't know. Why, people I, always say there's no jazz in Utah. You know, there's no lakes there, in L.A. There is Grizzlies. There are. There is. There are Grizzlies in Vancouver, which, of course, was where the name was created and just not changed when the franchise moved to Memphis. Yes. Yeah, and that's what happened when when the Jazz moved from New Orleans. They wanted to keep that name. Uh, are there and, any uh, Raptors uh, currently residing in Toronto? <laughs> actually, the Raptor would actually be a good name for Utah because there is a Utah Raptor. You don't say. Yeah. I mean, if I don't know if you're up to speed on your dino. Yeah, knowledge. I'm aware of the Utah Raptor. This this feels like a, a good time to put in a plug for the wonderful natural history museums throughout this fine state, <laughs> where you really can have some absolutely unique experiences. This uh, sounds fun. like a, a segment of fun facts with Eric Jensen uh, about to come down the. <laughs> we the may road. have to right we now. may have to listen to that because I only caught the tail end of oh. that. So we may we may have to circle around for that one. I know, uh, I know that uh, we have our own problems with other humans in our society, but can you imagine if there were raptors running around? I mean, we, I mean, that, I mean, well, we how, just have how to in get, the world do you deal with that? Holy you get, cow! You get Jeff Goldblum on the horn. <laughs> Science yeah. finds a way, Gordon. 
Yeah. You get you get Jeff on the horn. You say, Jeff, let's let's assemble your team and uh, go get that done. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, uh, yeah. not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. But actually, Raptors is probably the best name of all the nicknames out there that would fit Utah the best. But uh, the Jazz aren't interested in doing that, and they made that decision. I think Sam Battistone made that decision when he brought the team to Utah because he wanted uh, – everybody to be aware that the team that hadn't performed so well as uh, the Jazz in New Orleans uh, ended up being a great team in Utah. And that's that's uh, been pretty close to the truth. Maybe not great, but really good quite often. How many lakes are in L.A.? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There may be seas of pretension but there are no lakes. And see, we talked about this. Why does Oklahoma own thunder? That's everywhere. Because Yeah, I know, but there's a lot. There's more thunder in Oklahoma because that's what triggers. Oftentimes, it's the uh, the thunderstorms that trigger those tornadoes. I think the, uh, the Utah brine shrimp has a nice ring to it. <laughs> no. No. No? Because then the, then the abbreviation would be Utah BS. Yeah, so... I bought the Utah Karens, and it's just a silhouette of a Karen. Uh, of a of a woman yelling. No one wants to deal with a Karen. That'd a be woman. that'd be a formidable uh, opponent. I feel bad for everybody out there who just happened to have the name Karen. You know, because that's something that has uh, bubbled up over the in recent times. And you know, if someone was named Karen in good faith back in the day, and now they got to deal with that. If we were to stereotype the name Gordon and try to make that stick, what would that imply? Like, like, oh man, look at that Gordon over there. What, what, what would, what would, what type of person would we be referring? I mean, to? the obvious is parking stall lines are merely suggestions. Oh, true. Like the type of person that would park over multiple parking stalls with their nice oh, car. Just... Yep. That is never. That's that it. Is never. That, that has is never it. happened. <laughs> That, that is the one. Johnny, now Johnny Lightfoot is weighing in saying he saw it. Where was this, Johnny? What? Let's uh, turn that on. Jump on. Where Where was this uh, infraction? Two, two years ago at the Road Home Show. <laughs> oh, really? Where we all had to park down the hill, but Gordon rocked yeah. right, up, right up to the tent. <laughs> and multiple parking spots, you know. Yep. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, yeah, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't take up two spots. Mm. Wow. You're right. It was three. Three. <laughs> Gordon, you're taking spots from volunteers, man. You mean the one, the one where we had to take like a shuttle? Yeah. You remember the one where we had to park at the bottom of the blocks? hill? Yeah. And then walk up the hill to the tent. Right. Gordon parked that up was top? Called? Oh, yeah. He parked right next to the tent. And you, have to, you had to well, cross, wait a minute. Wait cross a minute. the train I, tracks like, uh, uh, like you were in the movie yes. Stand By Me. This, yep. is, this yeah. is not true. I parked on the street on that occasion. Well, we were there multiple days, but uh, oh, it yeah. sounds there, like maybe one time. One time I got in there. I, think. The I don't, think I, I don't yeah. think I took two spots. Come on. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, from the Gordon, top that's, a, that's an eyewitness right there. Is that the eyewitness, Jake, from the infamous? No, no, that was a different person. Of course, my, Johnny my, wasn't with us then. My yeah. source, my source yeah. on the on the first instance uh, up at uh, the University of Utah. No, that was not Johnny Lightfoot. Yeah, he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been there. I'm telling you right now, I, there's something going on here. There's a conspiracy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Johnny, if uh, I took was, up, if I ever took up two spots, it was by accident. I have a nice because I would never, I would never do that on purpose. So that would be so. So that would be the type of person that would park their nice car across multiple parking spots. That's that type of person is what we're now referring to as a Gordon. Oh, stop <laughs> it! Stop it! That's not who I am. Uh, Gordon, you did say this a couple days ago when I when I got uh, a couple cars back when I got a certain model that I was fond of. I wanted to protect. I asked um, the security guys if I could park back there, and they said sure. That might have been oh. yesterday, actually. Yeah, but I didn't take up two spots. That's the whole I see, the, the, I see. the matter in question. No, 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 but it, it, it's all-encompassing. Like, like a Karen isn't just the type of person that asks to see the manager, but that's kind of how it's best summed up. <laughs> 
that's where it started. Like that's where you know the. I, I just looked up uh, what the slang term for Jake is, and uh, I, I don't know if it has any other connotation, but this one says a cop or a narc. Oh, I've heard that before, actually. Yeah. yeah. Which, which, you know what, considering that I am the type of person that uh, called the, the junior high school down the block <laughs> when multiple of their students were traipsing across my lawn up to no good, well, then, yeah, I've earned that. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know who doesn't go to prison, the narc. Exactly. He just lives his life in fear. That's right. He gets a new name and a new, yeah, a new town. Yeah. right. Gordon, you there? Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking up Austin's name. <laughs> it's got to have a good meaning. Uh, let's see. It means Augustus. Let's see. Augustus is a strong name, by no, the way. No, no, it says here the name Austin is a boy's name of English origin, meaning great, magnificent. Wow. Well, <laughs> there you go. I wasn't going to tell you myself. But... <laughs> Uh, All right. I way overreacted there. I'm sorry. We do have uh, we do have stuff to do today, Gordon. Believe it or not, yeah, we have we Gordon's uh, Gordon's list. Now uh, we're going to talk to Clayton here in a second. You want to throw a quick tease on Gordon's list, and we'll we'll get to it coming up next. Well, I got a lot of football. Got a lot of football on the list, including a performance of one Zach Wilson down at Pro Day, where 31 NFL teams or represented to watch the BYU quarterback throw. All right. We will get to that uh, coming up, so stay tuned. We're going to talk to Howard Beck at uh, 4 o'clock, as we do each and every Friday. Uh, but we are live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. It is the warehouse. Clayton jumping on with us, of course. Hello, sir. What's up, Jake? What's going on, buddy? That uh, You know what? That Utah hat looks good on you. Looks awesome, huh? Hey, yeah, we have gear. I should mention we have some great gear, 1825 South, 300 West. Drop on by and get some, including the uh, the fine hat Clayton's wearing right now. Gordon, don't get mad at me. I, I took a hat today. It looks good oh. on me, though. I'm sure it does. Uh, you know, let's let's say it the way it is here, Jay. Clayton's a handsome kid. I mean, hey, I call I yeah. hey, I'll take the compliment. You know what? Yeah. And this is kind of the more trucker style. You know, it's it, nice. it complements his look. I'd say I'm going to take yeah. it. I yeah. was going to say it's the hat, but I'll take that. I'm good looking. Goes right with the the jazz hoodie he's wearing. I definitely here. got it from my mom though, because my dad's funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> look at you. Anyway, I w I want to talk about in this first section. I want to talk about three things: a queen bed a little gray bench that we're doing in a futon. But first, let's get into this gray bench. Jake, what would you call that bench that's sitting over there in front of that bed? It's good looking. It's kind of a kind of a, a mid-century modern kind of look. It looks, uh, it's nice. It's awesome. Yeah, huh? it's great. That bench, we got in a special deal. We, th we found three of them when we were taking everything from Orem. I only have three left on these gray benches. We're going to do it. Vidal told me, hey, let's get rid of these things. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Just because Vidal's here and he's uh he's looking at me like he's doing a little dance move. That's even less than the boom uh ticket I'm looking of at. Of course right there, it's less. So. We're on the radio, Jake. Yeah, Come on. Man, you guys. If I'll I'm in you. charge, we gotta do a good deal. So we're going two ninety nine on this gray bench. Um it's it's upholstery, it's like a something you'd put, I don't know, on in front of your bedside of the bed in the bedroom. Two ninety nine, we have three left. Then I have this queen bedroom set. It's this solid wood set. It's that one, Jake, over in the corner. Yeah, that's nice. Very nice, actually. I have the entire bed, uh, headboard, footboard, rails, the chest, and one dresser left. So I have one complete set. Yep. And then I have bed and dresser. I have four sets. All these things are while supplies left. On the queen um, bed frame, we're going nine ninety nine. Wow, for all of that? For all of it. Wow, that's crazy. That's the entire. That's the you entire. Can't beat that. Uh, not a mattress, but the queen bed, head foot, headboard, yeah. rails, and the chest. Nine. You're decking out your bedroom for nine ninety nine. And and listen, like I said, that's while supplies less. So if you have a queen bed, you want a solid. You want a solid wood, really, really good furniture, um, really well made. This isn't like the plywood board stuff that you put together in a box. It takes eight hours. Nah, this is really, really, really well made furniture. Uh, solid wood, nine ninety nine. We're doing on the on the on the bed and the and the chest, and I do have one dresser left. So the complete set were twelve ninety nine. Unbelievable. And then I do have a futon. Okay. I know futons are, are they might be coming back. 
My sister-in-law is still on a futon, and she's in her 30s. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I had a futon in college, so a lot we've, of good... we've all gone through our futon phase, man. It's like a rite of passage. The, the, this futon's a little different because it's blue velvet. Okay. So it's not right. it's not like your college futon. It's kind of like looks like an no. elegant. It does look like an elegant. We're taking it up a notch. Piece that you'd put in your yeah. living room, but it is a click back futon for sure. both sides. We are two ninety nine on the blue velvet futon in a love seat. Three ninety nine in the sofa. We have matching sofa and love. Three pieces left. That's it. While supplies last, once I ha- don't have them anymore, I don't have them anymore. So come see us. Vidal's eager. Look at him. He's ready to roll. He's excited. <laughs> you know what? The, the, his, his hair is looking particularly good today. He it's always like looks he's good. He's having a good hair day. Our guy, Vidal's you know. good looking. Yeah, he is. Uh, come see uh, come see everybody here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Clayton, uh, we're stoked to be here today, man. I appreciate you. We're always, glad, we're always grateful to have you guys. And like I always say, if you guys need a good deal on furniture, come in and see us. We'll take care of you. This is the spot. All right. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is The Hives. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts, by Concert Tickets get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com it is friday that means it's gordon's list let's uh let's get to it austin hit it and now another look into the mind of gordon monson i know we're all terrified let's just try to get through this together this is gordon's list on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network I don't care whether it was true or not or whatever. I just want to self-interested. It's a good opportunity, a a good opponent for the Jazz to face for Boyan to get off the schneid. But uh, don't hold your breath. When I when I got uh, a couple cars back, when I got a certain model that I was fond of, I wanted to protect. I asked Uh. the security guys if I could park back there, and they said, "Sure." I've never messed with a cattle front. Tell you, that guy's a real Gordon. He got back down there. It's time for Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan South. Uh, Tim Daly Nissan Murray, excuse me. Uh, we do it each and every Friday here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, Gordon, what's first up on the list? All right, we already talked about the Jazz. We'll circle back to the Jazz, who are going up against Memphis. But uh, let's start with Zach Wilson. Today was BYU's Pro Day. And Zach was down there, and he was kind of the big star of the moment. 31 NFL teams were represented, including head coaches and GMs. And, I mean, it was pretty impressive uh, that he would draw that kind of crowd. And, of course, the Jets were there. The 49ers were there. John Lynch was there, who, who made a deal to move up to number three in the draft, trading with the Dolphins. Uh, that means a couple things. The first thing is they, the Dolphins must be happy with Tua, Jake, or else they wouldn't make a deal like that. And they want to spread things around. They made another deal afterward. But anyway, the point is, a lot of eyes on Zach Wilson. And it looked to me, I watched the whole thing, and it looked to me like he performed well. Yeah, it looked, I mean, that one throw in particular that's kind of gone viral you know as he's thrown across his body and just sails it downfield i mean really uh, an amazing an amazing throw well, real quick i'm not uh, i'm not convinced the dolphins are necessarily uh all in on tua because they really didn't move they ended up not moving back that far right yeah they after a second trade they were at number six now i guess yeah and, so, and it's sort of it's sort of interesting because that I mean, you and I have talked a thousand times about how important having a quality quarterback is in the modern game of football. And now you're looking at four or five quarterbacks that could go right at the top. 
The thing with the Dolphins is, uh, you know, Gordon, and I would love for uh, Zach Wilson to end up, honestly, with the Dolphins, but I, I don't think he's going to last that long. Uh, uh, but is because they're kind of ready-made to win. They've got a they've got a good defense. They they've added uh, some wide receiver help. They've got some they've got a good tight end, and uh, you know Fitzmagic. I love the Amish rifle. Uh, he had that team playing pretty well, and and Ryan Fitzpatrick is solid, but far from dynamic, of course, playing quarterback. And um, you know if Tua is not only not, I mean if he's not a guy at all, then they got to figure out what to do. I mean I I do think it's a little unfair to make that judgment so soon, but it's not it's it's not like they're in a complete rebuild. You know what I mean? They're they're knocking on the door a little bit. Well, we'll see how it works out. They they know every every one of these teams that wants to contend for a title knows it, ha- it has to have a quality quarterback. I mean, it's just the way it is in the modern game. He's, everything is is, uh, is dependent upon that position. And so I don't know. I just thought it was interesting listening to what the so-called experts were saying about Zach Wilson and the way he performed, and they were all impressed. At least they said they were impressed by him. I was flipping back and forth between ESPN and the NFL Network, and Zach Wilson, very highly thought of, and it's looking like this. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, right? Zach, in some order after Trevor, Zach, Justin Fields, uh, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones is in there as well. So, I, you know, I know you've been just sort of ripping the Jets uh, from the get-go on this. But the 49ers now at number three, it makes you wonder, who do they know who the Jets are going to take? Or do they not really care? Does it not matter to them? Because if the, if the uh, Jets take uh, Zach Wilson, then they would be happy with Justin Fields or somebody else. I, I don't know. But it looks like those quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three, four. Well, I I just hope the Jets stick with Sam Darnold and move back. It actually might not be the dumbest thing for the Jets to do because they're so far away. It's not like they are just a quarterback away, right? You know, so get a bunch of assets for it and and trade back. But I don't know. Uh, Maybe this is the pessimist in me, Gordon, but I think he's going two to the Jets, and then they will fail to put a team around him, and then – He'll get his career started on the wrong foot. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna find out. I don't know whether it's going to be. Will it be Justin Fields? Are, are, are Justin Fields and Trey Lance are are those guys the the immediate? Uh, you know, it seems like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson have sort of separated themselves, but I don't know that for a fact. I don't either. Lance is the big uh, question mark, right? Because he doesn't have that much film out right. there certainly that much film against high quality competition so he's the he's the big wild card some teams might look at him and go i don't care who he played against i you know i see it out there like you know like they did with steve mcnair back in the day but you know others might say uh, yeah you know doing it against um that quality of competition doesn't prove anything i think he's the big the big wild card but yeah i mean it appears like zach wilson is number two on most draft boards although the jaguars were represented uh, well today, right, Brian Johnson? And is it Daryl Be- is Daryl Bevel there? OC, I think uh, yes. who's in town. So, mm-hmm. you know, they were represented there as well. Um, it seems like everybody thinks they're pretty dialed in on Lawrence. I would expect that to be the case, but you never know, I guess. So, um, I you know, sounds I just, to me like you would you think the best case scenario would be for Zach to drop to three and go to the Niners? Absolutely, the Niners would yeah. I I think would be a pretty decent landing spot. I mentioned uh, I mentioned the Dolphins. I don't think that that would be bad. I mean, the Panthers, you know, have an intriguing kind of thing going, although they're a little bit more behind, I think, in the in the rebuild. But you know, stable stable franchises that are going to make good decisions. Yeah, I thought it was interesting listening to Steve Young because ESPN had him on, and he was talking about. The upside with Zach Wilson, he said when he studies, and I don't know whether Steve would be biased in any way considering he's a BYU guy, but he said the thing that was so impressive to him about Zach Wilson is that every aspect of playing the quarterback position, the ceiling is high. And he said that's not the case with most quarterbacks. You can look at the way they throw the ball, the way they move, or the way they make reads or the the way they react under pressure that you can find, you know, lower ceilings. 
And he said, with Zach, it seems like it's pretty wide open. And look, you and I can can uh, testify to that because, you know, a year ago we were we weren't even sure he's going to start at BYU. You know, and it just seems like he has built and built and built and gotten to a point now where he's, uh, look, he's about to become a very wealthy uh, athlete in the NFL, highly thought of. Like I said, 31 teams show up. I don't think 31 teams show up unless you got some star power. Yeah, uh, I think so. Or, you know, star power, certainly intrigue. And uh, I don't think it hurts that he's getting Patrick Mahomes comps in in the way that he plays because uh, Mahomes, of course, is the the big hot commodity and everybody's going to look for the next Patrick Mahomes. So having that style of game certainly isn't hurting him um, in in this case. It just seems like there are so many first-round quarterbacks that we talk about every year. And what would you say the success rate is, Gordon? Mm, How do you define success? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, playoff quarterbacks, or do you just want to say stick around like, you know, three multiple-year starting quarterbacks? I don't know. How do you a, want to put a it? A playoff quarterback is a pretty high standard for – you mean eventually at some right. point of, in his eventually, career? yeah. Um, yeah, if you're a top if – you're, if you're a quarterback and you're a top ten pick, yeah, you better be a franchise guy. And how many are? That's that's what I'm asking because it's it, – I would bet uh, it's lower than 50%. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look There's at the There's a lot graphs. of Jake Lockers and Josh Rosens over yeah, the years. That is true. Who's that, who was that dude from Florida State? Christian Ponder, you know? There's there's <laughs> a lot of that. There's a lot of Keeley Smiths. Yeah. Yeah. Keeley? <laughs> oh, man. That didn't work out, did right? It? These, these, and I, I would say first round, not just, not just top ten. Like if you're taking a quarterback in the first round, you're expecting that quarterback to be the guy. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. So, how many actually end up being the guy? Like I said, I bet, I bet it's less than fifty percent. Look at it. Look at how fast we've cooled off on Tua. I mean, he might be out of the league in a couple of years. Yeah, we'll see. I I think he's better than that, but I you know I don't know what or or how about NFL or soon. How about somebody like Bob Griffin the third who got his team to the playoffs, <laughs> but then really has never been heard from again. It's true. Did he have the number one selling jersey in the league? Yeah, and then just like a flash in the pan, gone. I think he is he still the backup in Baltimore. I mean, he's still in the league, but not no. You know, he, well, not I think guy. a trade just happened that was going to bump him out. So, uh, you know, look, I, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I, I find the fascination with quarterbacks so interesting, you know, because everybody knows that it's so important. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look at these guys at the top. Like I said, Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Lance, Jones. I mean, I, I'd be shocked if all those, all those guys are going to be gone in the first half of the draft. Well, first, half the first the, round. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too, because everybody's desperate for the quarterback. And I just hope Zach Wilson is, is one of those that lands in a spot which is going to be the best for him. Yeah. Because yeah. And it, we, it, we'll see. I mean, we, you can't really judge the Jets at this point can you? because they're changing things up there. Oh, you can judge them. They're still the Jets. <laughs> I, uh, hey, I don't, I don't think their ownership is very good. Um, and maybe that's unfair because, I mean, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns ownership is terrible, and they look like they're headed in the right direction. So yeah. you never know. But, I mean, give me a, give me a franchise that's had some success in, in the last, you know, or this century. Yeah, you like, to, you like to play for people who know what they're doing. It was just interesting to see BYU's indoor practice facility there with all these big-name NFL guys. They're great publicity for BYU for sure. But uh, anyway, it was uh, it was a good day for the Cougars down there. It looked like to me. Speaking of quarterbacks, and how important they are. I wanted to play this because I saw what Nick Saban said about the changing environment of college football, and I think it goes hand in hand with what we're talking about in the NFL. You know, Nick Saban, not that long ago, Jake, you and I were talking about him. Like, okay, his philosophy sounds eerily familiar to one Kyle Whittingham uh, in these earlier days at uh, Utah. And whether that's changed or not at this point, I guess we can have that discussion where you build your defense, you run the ball, 
and you uh, control position on the field. And that was Nick's way. And that's what he was doing at Alabama. And he said a number of years ago, he looked around and said, it's not just the trends in the game, it's the rules in the game that have made it so that you can't do it that way anymore. You have to have a prolific offense. And he has changed. We're talking about a guy who has seen all kinds of success at the college level, made the decision to change his philosophy. Let's give this a listen, what he had to say. I, I think it's really interesting stuff. We have good defense. I mean, we gave up 19 points a game last year, and that was first in the SEC. 19 points a game. That's six points above our what we think is average, which is giving up 13 points a game. And it's first in the SEC. So the game is different now. People score fast. The, 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 the whole idea, like I grew up with the idea that you play good defense, you run the ball, you control vertical field position on special teams, and you're going to win. Whoever rushes the ball the most for the most yards is going to win the game. You're not going to win anything. Now doing that, I, because A, the way the spread is, the way the rules are to run RPOs, the way the rules are that you can block downfield and throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, those rules have changed college football. Right? And no huddle fastball has changed college football. So I changed my philosophy about five or six years ago. Right? And well, it was more than that. When Lane came here, we said we got to outscore him. Okay, there you go. That's uh, Nick Saban. Uh, your your thoughts on the cut you wanted to play, Gordon? Yeah, I just uh, for a guy like Nick Saban to to say that carries an awful lot of weight, and it made me think a little bit about the uh, holdouts out there. Do you, would you consider Kyle Whittingham a holdout in that regard? Uh, I uh, I will if he starts failing, but what he's doing seems to be working pretty well. Well, I, I don't know if it's because Nick just said you're not going to win that way. And, you know, Nick's, Nick's uh, uh, his measurement for winning is pretty high. It is, but you Nick know? also coaches at Alabama where he can choose any player in the country he wants. Yeah, but we're talking about a fundamental change in his philosophy. I get it, and but, but he, do, do, he do has think, that luxury because of where he coaches. Okay, but so you don't think he would be making that change if he weren't at Alabama? Uh, I think that you need to recruit to your school's strengths, and I think uh, what Kyle Whittingham can recruit to Utah fits what his mentality is. Well, it sounds to me, if you're going to listen to what Nick Saban just said, that Kyle needs to make some adjustments in the way he goes about his business. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to state that as a fact. I'm just saying Nick Saban is saying this about the college game. He's not, I don't think this has anything to do with him coaching at a, a place like Alabama. He built Alabama into what it is. And now after he did that, he said he had to change. Well, I think the bear would disagree with you a little bit on Alabama, but you know. Well, I'm talking about in recent times. <laughs> um, I, I honestly think that, um, if, if you're Utah and Kyle Whittingham can recruit linemen, he can recruit tight ends, uh, he's shown that he's been able to recruit really good defensive backs, um, and his philosophy has delivered two division titles in the last three years. Um, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, at Alabama, where you can uh, shift your recruiting philosophy any way that you want it to, you know, that's I think it's a little easier. When you can just go out and land Tua, and say, okay, we're changing how we do things. I mean, that's that's a lot easier than when you're at the University of Utah. Maybe I I see it in a broader context than that. I I think no matter where you are, you got to outscore your opponents. And may, you know, I'm not saying that it's hey, okay, give up on the defense. I'm just saying you've got to be able to score points in the modern game to be able to achieve, you know, the top level. And, you know, what Kyle has done at Utah is laudable. And you, like you said, winning division titles, but how many conference championships do the Utes have? Yeah, but they're Utah in the Pac-12. I mean, I know, but what does that mean? They're not Alabama in the SEC. Well, I know, but you've got to become that. You don't think that you that Kyle Whittingham has overachieved in the Pac-12? I'll become that. You, <laughs> oh, 
got to become that. Well, if you play every, a Jake every program in the country not named Alabama. What well, you're saying? What you're, what you're saying is a mentality of a loser. Come no, on, it's not. You know, if on. you're playing in a conference, your whole goal has to be centered on winning the conference. It is centered on winning the conference. Which Are you is saying that Utah do can't it, do that? Uh, I, I know. Am that, I saying Utah you're... can't be Alabama? Yes. No, I, I know, but he's not talking centric to Alabama. He's talking centric to the, the modern game of college football. I don't think. Mm, let me put it. Wait this a way. minute. Here, I, let me go back. Let me go back. I mean, he was he was he was recruiting the best defensive players in the country. He was recruiting according to his style. Okay, so that that part of it is nothing new. But he, he realized he needed to change his philosophy about offense. He needed to become more prolific on that side of the ball. That's what I'm talking about here. I mean, he was he had his choice of players back in the day. But now he's understanding that he has to have great receivers. He has to have a great quarterback. And I think that's something that Utah can do, too. I'm trying to get over being told I have a loser mentality because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't I'm mean at, specific. I'm attached in reality somehow that I don't think that Utah <laughs> is Alabama, but yet I've, I have a but loser mentality. But it doesn't mentality. matter. That's not the point. I yeah, your, that, your goal is to win the championship yeah, of the I, conference you're in. I know. I, Whatever conference it is. I, I mean, I think it's one thing to say, hey, go out there and be more prolific. But uh, but every time Kyle Whittingham's come in and said, we're going to throw the ball more, and, hey, this new offensive coordinator is, is going to throw the ball more, it doesn't work. Why not? Uh, because it's difficult to recruit the players to make that work. Why? Utah's been recruiting running backs for, what do you mean, why? You think they're well, not why, why, trying why is to recruit? Well, are they no, not why? trying to recruit a quarterback, Gordon? Well, well why is that- it so? I mean, if you can recruit great defensive linemen and you can recruit great defensive backs, and, and then why can't you formulate a plan to, to get those kinds of great athletes on the offensive side of the ball? Because, you know, there are other schools out there recruiting those athletes. I know, but those too, same right? schools are recruiting great defensive players, too. Yeah, but Utah, and specifically Kyle Whittingham, can point at a laundry list of players that are playing at the next level and that we're all conference, and they've got this long track record of, of being able to coach up and succeed with those players, and, might I add, largely because of the style of football that they play. You know, why do running backs want to come to Utah, Gordon? Why do they get these just baller running backs every year? I don't know, because they run the ball. Well, why so can't, why not, can't, okay, but wait a second. It's why not as simple as you well, can recruit okay. defensive backs. Why can't well, you recruit a quarterback? If you, Come but on. If, you, if you can recruit great running backs, why can't you recruit great receivers? That's, uh, I, that's, um, there's a lot of reasons. A lot why? of really good reasons. Well, I mean, it might take a little Why time. aren't they doing it? Why aren't they, why, why, why aren't, why doesn't Utah have a thousand yard wide receiver since, uh, what, Drez Anderson? Because they're because not trying? It, I, th- I think it's a philosophical thing. All right. Well, I, I think there's a, a big difference then. Then, uh, hey, go out there and be more prolific. I mean, <laughs> it's about you heard what Nick just said. It's Nick Saban it's, and it's, it's Alabama. A, That's a really okay. So easy you're to saying do. that he plays by different rules than everybody. Yes, else. because it's college football and he can recruit all the players. So he can. See, that's, not what he, that's not what he was addressing there. He was I talking know. about what he, what you have to do to win in yeah. the modern game. Yeah, he wasn't talking- saying, okay, this is what Alabama has to do to win in the modern game. He was saying, in fact, I think that clip was taken from him uh, addressing college coach or coaches. I think it was some sort of coaching right. clinic thing. Okay, I got it. Uh, but most, well, nay all. Universities can't just say, uh, like Nick Saban did, one day wake up and go, hey, Tua, go throw a touchdown. And then what he does, you go, I told him to do that. It, okay. I mean, I think it's more complex. I think Coach Witt needs to go to a more pro-style offense. I've thought that for a while. Highlights what he does best. And, by the way, Utah's won a lot of football games doing just what they're doing. And, At and Utah. Tua was in, the backup, by the way. Have, right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, but tell me, how many conference championships have the Utes won? Uh, more than they probably, well, zero, but they have more division titles than they probably have a right to. 
Uh, see, I think more highly of Utah football, I guess, because I think that they are capable of doing that if they emphasized it. And it may not change overnight, but, uh, and, and frankly, in listening to Nick Saban there, it didn't change overnight because he said he made this, he made this decision more than six years ago. And I, I think it was probably, uh, it's been since then that we've seen the real results on the field. All right, we're live at the warehouse. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. We'll talk to Clayton. Come up here momentarily. You know who dropped by just now, Gordon? Dropped by who? the warehouse here in Salt Lake? Our guy, Robert Lund. Oh, did he really, the singing, man? Yeah, the singing football freak himself. He's here. Yeah, he dropped on by. How about that? Sure that did he have his guitar with him? We should have him. Uh, no. Uh, no. no. Okay. Although he and uh, Johnny Lightfoot are over there talking shop, so you know, those, <laughs> those music guys. But yeah, apparently... Uh, Robert got wind that we mentioned him the other day. I don't know. What was that, a week ago, two weeks ago? No, and, I think uh, it was so I last think he, week. I think he put something together for us that he oh, may be good. sending to Austin. So I don't know. I don't know anything more than that other than uh, it was fun to go over there and, and chat with him and uh, relive old memories. Like uh, when, uh, remember Kevin wanted to do the Singing Football Freak uh, song parody once a week? <laughs> and so Robert and I would have to write a whole parody song uh, in order for Kevin to air in the afternoon. And if he didn't, you know, there was going to be hell to pay. Wait, you, you actually wrote songs? Well, we, I mean, lyrics. I, we just sit down yeah. and brainstorm. Like, remember, he wrote a parody about every game. Um, I'm trying to think of I, I, I would even bet we might even have some of them uh, in the system. But um, like we did a, we did we, we did one called uh, That Game Was Easy based on, like, easy like Sunday morning. I thought oh, okay. Uh-huh. But anyway, I'd sit there and help him hammer out the lyrics. Because, you know, like, doing lyrics for a whole song in a matter of, you know, minutes is, you know, sometimes you can't just turn it on like that, Gordo. We're not all you and your magical columns. Uh, well, if anybody can turn it on, it's Robert Lund. He's uh, he's pretty quick. So anyway, he used to he used to, he used to he used to disappear into a studio, and uh, fifteen minutes later, he came back with a gym. Yep, he, he, he was a big part of uh, of kind of our cluster at the time of Simmons Media, and uh, fun memories, absolutely uh, uh, a blast. Fun memories for sure. All right, we'll get to uh, more uh, coming up right around the corner. We've got uh, what's going on, but as I mentioned, we're here at the warehouse in Salt Lake, and jumping on us now uh, with us now. Once again, is our friend Clayton. Hi, Clayton. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm uh, I'm fine. How are you? How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. Is it uh, good? Today's good. a good day. Today's a good day. You well, are. you're doing uh, you're improving our listeners' day. You're doing some great deals today. Hey, we're doing some deals. We're having fun. Sun's out. I mean, it was out. I've been working too long. It's kind of out. It's kind of out. Utah in the. It was out when I was driving to work, and now. You never know, right? We're going to get like a foot of snow still, like before summertime hits, right? I hope so. I love skiing. Spring skiing in Utah is something. It's fun. It is fun. The, the coolest experience I've ever done is wake up in the morning, go snow skiing, and then in the afternoon, evening, go water skiing. How about that? Hey. I always thought the the uh, skiing in the in the morning and then a little, like, 9, 18 holes of golf in the afternoon. Oh, there you go. I'm not a golf player. You buzz on down to the valley and, and go. But uh, that sounds awesome. Swap out the ski pants for some shorts. and, and uh, Well, water skiing. You still have to have. I've like done a, that. I've done that. I've gone skiing. Did you have a dry suit, or did you wetsuit it? Or we did. You... I mean, yeah, I had a, I had a wetsuit, but it was um, it was in May last year. Remember that big snowstorm we yeah. got? Yeah. So we went up, snowbird, walked up, like hiked up, skied down, and we went to Utah Lake and. That's pretty cool. Got on the lake. That's pretty cool. You know, Gordon's in the polar bear club. You're kidding. <laughs> You and Juice did that one year, didn't you, Gordon? Explain this <laughs> never, to me, Gordon. I don't never know did that, but I, but I have skied uh, both on the mountain and on the lake. And so uh, I imagine that knowing your background as a surfer and whatnot, Clayton, you're probably pretty good. I mean, I 
I love. I mean, my dad had me up skiing on the mountain. Do you remember when Brighton used to do like twelve and under for free? Yep, I remember that. Every weekend, me and my dad were up skiing. What a deal that was! Yeah, bring that back. Yeah. Now that I have a a three-year-old who's skiing, let's get back to the twelve and under for free. See, here's the thing, Clayton, about that: if you learn anything at that young age like that, chances are you're going to be really good at it. And that's the thing, like. I, I loved that parenting approach because it was always, even if it was wakeboarding, water skiing, or skiing, it was like, okay, there's no such thing as no, so let's do it. Come on. And now that you're, you know, now that I'm my age, it's like I enjoy all these things, and I love it and have good memories, and it's, it's, so, it's so fun because I got that little push, you know, to go out and have fun. Well, let's, uh, let's have some fun here. Let's slash some prices shall we let's uh make speaking your, of your deals at brighton let's get you some deals for your yeah, home let's do it hey, wait 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 clayton clayton make yes. it good all right let's make this one extra specially good for our listeners today okay let's do it let's do an extra special adjustable bed some pillows and tv tv stands i'll start with the adjustable beds we've done the vidal special we've done the naomi special and now I got Ali. See, she's looking at me. See, she's giving me the a little Ali face. special. We have the Ali special. Okay? The Ali special is going to be a queen okay. platform adjustable base. What does that mean? It means it's a solid queen base. You don't need a box spring to go on top of it. You don't need anything to go on the bottom of it. Very self-explanatory. Goes on, goes in your bedroom floor, and the, the head adjusts. Nice. With your choice of any of these three mattresses I have over here okay. for seven ninety nine, It's three different mattresses. I went out this week, and I, and I spoke with our, our, our mattress friend. I said, give me three options for our listeners. I'm going on the radio. I need three. I got three options. You can come in and play Goldilocks. Right? Choose which one you like. Seven ninety nine, base and mattress. The whole thing. The entire setup. Queen adjustable head up only. With the mattress, seven ninety nine. Now let's get crazy on them. Okay. If you want our memory foam, made in a, made in the U.S., I'm going five ninety nine. Adjustable base and mattress. That's incredible. Listen, that's the Alejandra special. That's through this weekend only. I don't know any other place you can get an adjustable bed head, head up only and mattress for five ninety nine. Not even close. Nowhere. Nowhere. You can get you can get you can get a you can go online and order a bed in a box or something, mattress only for that price. But I'm giving you the base and the mattress five ninety nine. Let's talk about pillows. I have pillows we normally sell for one one twenty nine. We brought them down from from Orem, thirty nine ninety nine. Get yourself Oof. a good pillow. Stop stop laying and sleeping on the it same pillow. Makes a big difference. It's not the same if you keep flipping it in the middle of the night. I know the other side's cooler, but let's just get a brand new pillow. Just do it. Thirty nine. You know what? Twenty nine ninety nine. There you go, another ten bucks. Twenty nine ninety nine on these pillows. TV stands. I've got three different options to choose from right now. Really good looking solid wood, starting at two forty nine while supplies last. I think I have four of them in a box. That's it. Come see us. We'll be here through the weekend. Vidal's here. I know Vidal's kind of mad. He wants the Vidal special. Maybe we'll we'll come up with one on the we'll next break. Out. But come get the alley special adjustable base seven ninety nine with the mattress adjustable base or five ninety nine and those TV stands as well. Boom. Boom. 1825 South, 300 West. Take advantage of it. Uh, We'll have what's going on coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.